here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Twane. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. What do you think the law and the regime uh, should be on parental leave? Specifically, do you think that there should be a difference in parental leave and how it's applied between birth-giving parents and non-birth-giving parents? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because there's a court case on it taking place right now where the Minister of Labor and Employment is facing an application uh, around, at least facing litigation around that. There's an application in the court asking the court to declare uh, the differentiation in parental leave as discriminatory. Uh, Rumbi Chiduri, who is the Regional Advocacy and Policy Coordinator at Sonke Gender Justice, joins me for this conversation. Uh, Rumbi, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Can you describe to us what our current parental leave regime is and why does it differentiate between birth-giving parents and non-birth-giving parents? Thank you very much, Oliver. Good evening and uh, good evening to the listeners as well. Thank you very much for that question. Um, Currently, according to the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, um, the Act does provide for 10 days parental leave um, for fathers, and uh, this is different. Uh, the, the law was just amended in about 20, in I think it was 2020. Uh, previously, the law used to give three days uh, um, parental leave to fathers, but now it's 10 days, and these are calendar days, not working days. Um, the law also uh, prescribes four months maternity leave, um, unpaid maternity leave for birthing mothers. And it also gives uh, six weeks uh, maternity leave for um, birthing mothers as well. Yeah. And then it also does give 10 weeks adoption leave um, to any parent that has a child that is below the age of two. Yeah. So currently, that is what the law says. Is, is, is 10 days enough for non-birth giving parental leave? 10 days is absolutely not enough, and this is what is being challenged by the Van Vicks. This is the case that you just mentioned earlier, Oliver. So they're challenging the basic conditions of employment act to say that 10 days are not enough because in this particular case, it was actually the father who was available to provide more of the the child uh, uh, care for the young, for the newborn. And when they realize that the law actually does not provide uh, for, pa- for enough uh, parental leave for fathers, it was only 10 days, which is when they brought the case uh, um, to the High Court. And for us, as Songke Gender Justice, we thought it was an opportunity to also address these discriminations in law because we believe that, you know, uh, we need to have an equitable sharing of gender roles and that bo- and parents in all their diversity, should have, you know, responsibility, do have a critical responsibility to play, especially in nurturing um, their children. Mm. And this is also embedded in our main care program, which really looks at, you know, 50-50 sharing of gender roles. And we feel that as fathers who are, uh, 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 who are also 
should play a critical role in um, in child care responsibilities. We believe that women, even today, despite the awareness that we have around gender equality, women still bear a disproportionate responsibility when it comes to child care. And we think that this would be an opportunity for the law to address that. Yeah. Oftentimes you'll hear the argument, again, perhaps steeped in, 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 in patriarchy, but you'll hear the argument, mm-hmm. women have, the only reason women have longer uh, parental leave than men do is because mm-hmm. women have to recover from birth giving, whether it was a natural birth or a C-section mm-hmm. birth. They need at least a couple of weeks, uh, six weeks mm-hmm. at minimum to be able to recover from that. Men don't need a recovery time. Therefore, they don't need that. Similarly, and additionally, they'll argue that it is women that do the breastfeeding. It is not men that do the breastfeeding. And because breastfeeding mm-hmm. is so crucial in the first few months of a child's life, it is important then that women have extended time at home with a child to exercise mm-hmm. a, 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 a breastfeeding. All of the things that uh, differentiate between men and women or mothers and fathers or birth-giving and non-birth-giving parents in this instance are practical considerations and not considerations mm-hmm. based on uh, discrimination. That's typically the answer I would imagine uh, the Tulas Tlesi uh, uh, you know, answering affidavit may make. What What? Is that sufficient a differentiation? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, Oliver. You do raise very valid points. And we feel that it is very important that, uh, you know, those six weeks that are granted for birthing mothers should still be maintained in order to enable mothers to have time to recover. But also within that, also we understand that when we provide uh, um, adequate parental care, it is an opportunity for also women to also be able to have time to adequately recover fully yeah. because they do have the support of the other parent when in to, to assist in child care. We know that if we, and we have seen this in other, uh, uh, um, other jurisdictions where we have uh, um, very progressive uh, um, uh, stances on, 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 on parental leave, we have seen that where fathers are involved and are available to uh, assist in child care, we see that even the mothers themselves then get adequate time to recover and they are also able to, even if they have to come to come, to come back to work, they are able to even be able to continue with their work and not have to choose between, you know, family or career, which is what it happens most of the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and let's speak to that. What is it that other more progressive jurisdictions are doing that we are not doing? I mean, we have seen with other, if you look at some of the Scandinavian countries, for instance, they do provide, I think if it's not, it's uh, paternity leave for over two weeks. Um, you find and most of the countries that are leading in, 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 in this particular area of paternity leave are the Scandinavian countries. And we have seen that in the instances where you have more fathers being meaningful, meaningfully engaged in child care, that also advances gender equality. And so we feel that it is important that the court also take this time and take this opportunity to ensure that they also... And, and, and they also insist that fathers be also be given enough parental leave so that they can be able to play that role. We yeah. also, because we've seen that failure to do that continues to reinforce the existing gender roles, which are really not ideal. 
for fathers to be able to be meaningfully engaged, they need to also have that time to be able to do that. So that is what we'd like to see. Yeah. Give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. The number to dial is 86 I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614 Let's take a quick break. Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. It is eight minutes to the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for being with us this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. We are discussing parental leave and whether or not there should be a differentiation in the approach of parental leave. I'm in conversation with Rumbi Chiduri, who is the Regional Advocacy and Policy Coordinator at Sonke Gender Justice. Uh, Rumbi, let's talk a little bit about what this will do to employers in the workplace. Already employers see the granting of uh, you know, parental leave as, as a grudge exercise because to them they're losing out on productivity, particularly if it's a key member of an organization that has to be away for a extended period of time at the moment birth giving mothers are entitled to what four months uh of 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 uh maternity leave uh in 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 law and it it is it is exactly that which historically has disadvantaged women in the workplace because an employer or a manager may think you know what this woman just got married. She might just have a kid soon. Let me not give her the promotion because there's a risk that she will be out of work for four months and I can't afford that. Uh, and, 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 and so they'd rather give that promotion to a man because the risk of him being out of work for a quarter, a third of the year doesn't exist. And that disparity uh, has caused uh, a disproportionate advancements in, in, in the workplace. If they were to equalize p- p- parental leave and say that it applies equally for both birth-giving parents and non-birth-giving parents, for both men and women equally, it seems to me that it neutralizes that disparity around the risk of staying out of work for an extended period of time that may be uh, impactful to the company's bottom line. Do you do you anticipate that such an equalization will happen? And do you anticipate that by and large employers, especially large employers in the country, will resist this? Thank you very much, Oliver. Um, We would just like, we feel we put our argument forward and we really want the parental regime to be consistent. Uh, We want it to be gender equitable. We want it to be applicable to to all parents in their diversities. We understand that, you know, family structures are changing um, and laws and policies must adapt to the changing times. Um, We have same-sex couples, we have single parents, we have co-parenting families, and it's important to really uh, ensure that we do give due consideration to these issues. We know that people come to the workplace, we know that for us to have uh, 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 um, employees who are uh, are doing their work and who are producing or who are... um, doing their work to the best of their ability, they need to be able to balance their lives. So it's important that we have laws and policies that also speak to that balance. So I think for employers, they would be happier if they have employees who are happy, then you would see that uh, reflected within the production or within, uh, uh, um, in terms of the work that they do, you would see definitely a difference. So if Employees are happy, and I think we have seen this even through through uh, um, through COVID. 
um, and people, the flexibility with people working from home, you could you could see that in certain instances, productivity actually even increased during the COVID time when people were mm. working from home for some companies. So I think it's it's really important that we balance those. We re- it's really important that we take um, due consideration to people's livelihoods, to people's mental and uh, uh, reproductive health. Mm. Those are things that are all equally important. Mm-hmm. And just perhaps uh, uh, just some technical cons- uh, questions here around the process of this case. Uh, I, I'm not sure if if, if, Sonke, if if I'm not sure if Sonke Gender Justice is an amicus to uh, the the Van Vek Oliver, case. Can you hear me? Ooh, seems like Rumbi is no longer able to hear me. Rumbi, can you hear me? Rumbi, uh, Rumbi is unable to hear me. There, it seems. Let's see if we can get Rumbi back on a different line. I'm taking your reactions to that. Give me a call. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this. The number to dial is zero eight six triple zero two zero three two zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Are you perhaps an employer listening to this conversation? What are your thoughts on this? Um, how do you think it would impact the workplace? But if you are a person that recently uh, welcomed a new baby into the family, um, particularly if you're a father, do you think it would have benefited you tremendously more if you had more time at home uh, with, your, with the mother of your child and giving that type of support uh, and not being burdened by, uh, you know, work and... and, and, and uh, you know the cumbersome, uh, you know strains that that's and laboriousness that it that it puts on 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 the ability to be an active and present parent in those early stages of 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 postpartum life. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Let's take a short break on this. You are listening to Oliver Dixon on the Station of the Year. I'm wrapping up my conversation with Rumbi of Sonke Gender Justice on this. Just perhaps to wrap this up, uh, Rumbi, is, is Sonke Gender Justice an applicant or an amicus in this particular case? We are an applicant. We are the third applicant in this case. Um, so the High Court has reserved judgment and the matter has been taken to the Constitutional Court for for, for judgment. So we are waiting and we keep hope. We are uh, 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 hopeful that um, the judgment is going to be progressive. Uh, do you mind just on the technicality of that, explain why it would have went from the High Court to the Constitutional Court? I understand because it is a consideration about declaring a certain part of the Constitution uh, inconsistent, invalid and unconstitutional. Is that the reason or is there a different reason? Yes, the reason is that um, the certain provisions of the Basic Conditions of Employment Act are being challenged as unconstitutional. So in terms of the court which has standing to adjudicate on that, it would be the Constitutional Court, which is why the matter has been uh, taken there for judgment. So what would then happen? Would the parties need to re-present their cases to the Con Court or will the court evaluate it on the records of the High Court? No, the court will evaluate based on the records of the High Court. Okay, we're going to have to yes. leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, Rumi, this evening. I really, really Thank do appreciate much, it. Thank you very much, Oliver. Yeah. Rumi Chiduri, Regional Advocacy and Policy Coordinator at Sonke Gender Justice. I'd love to hear from you on that. Give me a call. The number to dial is 86 2032